I'd like to take a moment here, if you don't mind, Chris. It's your show, Rich. I appreciate you saying yeah, that. Yeah, no problem. This is the Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I got to tell you, it is a jewel. The Rich Eisen Show is one of the greatest places I've ever been. I've never seen anything like it. Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Still to come, New York Times NBA columnist Mark Stein, host of the Office Deep Dive podcast, Brian Baumgartner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Hey, look. (laughs) We should do a show on what I say in the commercial breaks, right? Because the number of times I say something in the commercial breaks and tell stories that you guys Uh, wish I would tell on the air. You'll never never tell that story on the air. But I'm here to tell you guys. Oh my that God! Was amazing. We need like an like an res Patreon. Well, you know, or Stuart Scott like, always well, said fan. that he wanted to do a pay per view sports center where oh. we cursed. Oh, that would have been. I would have paid. Been, oh man, that would have been epic. That story right there was a. All right, you hit the punchline. Three, two, two, two. and I appreciate hey. Mike. That's just the, the trust that I have in Mike that my 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 microphone is not hot. Yeah, I, wait. I mean, I wait. I protect the town. Oh, hey, come on now. I protect the people. Because that's the that's the um, that's the story in 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 you know in TV for all you youngins out there that every microphone that you wear it's always it's live. Hot. Be careful. Yeah. Be careful. So you never know. But I trust in you and. Thank you, Just Rich. told a story during the commercial break that <laughs> I couldn't breathe, and I like telling stories right up until the end because you guys are always looking at me like, "When are you going to stop talking?" Because we're yeah, on in ten seconds. Like, you're five. a post guy. I've got a clock in my head. And this it. is not my first rodeo. Nope. I've been at this twenty five plus years. I I know. You get it. Even though I did tell that story with a big, huge ass mic in front of my face, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming it's not going anywhere. Rich, the mic audio uh, book will have all that in it when you eventually. Bob, kidding. you're crying over there. <laughs> <laughs> <He's done. laughs> Me and Brockman couldn't breathe. I'll tell the story for ten bucks. <laughs> ten oh. bucks. <laughs> For 10 bucks. Trust Vet, me, the story Vet I told, movie. I wish I had all that time back. <laughs> Brockman, I'll do it for $1. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I, gotta, I need my neck rubbed down, guys. <sighs> <laughs> hey, you, you're in good shape over there, TJ Jefferson. Well, I put on a lot of quarantine no, weight, Rich. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 oh, no, no. There are 12 NBA teams that already know right now. Okay, that already know right now they're playing a, a first-round playoff series. They know it, and you root for two of them. You have a you're like seriously one sixth of the of the field right is uh, that's currently in. He's in good shape over there. I'm not. Good By the way, math, did I reduce so. did I reduce my fractions properly? Because I've got a sixth yeah. and a you know my two year my my second grader Taylor isn't gotten into fractions He's not yet, in but, fractions yet but the number of times that my my two oldest say dad can you help me with fractions and i'm like really <laughs> yeah two twelfth is one six rich it's about 17 percent and change thank you sir thank you sir and you know what both the clippers in the four seed and the sixers in the one seed in the western and eastern conference um are are in good shape now why do i say that the Mavericks, despite the Clippers having a history prior to the Doc Rivers departure of, you know, 3-1 leads are tenuous in a series. And obviously, 
getting to that that pesky third round of the conference finals has been a tough slog. But the Mavericks are a team that you kind of have their uh, number. I know Luka had a, a game for the ages against them in last year's bubble playoffs. Yeah, but did. You kind of have their number. Kind of have their number. So that's the first one out of the gate. But the whole concept that we've been hearing about, and Mark Stein of the New York Times will be joining us shortly on the show. You heard in the Western Conference, you don't want to be in that 2-3 spot if the Lake, pardon me, if the Lakers are sitting there in that 7 spot, right? So the Clippers will take on, if they win, the winner of the 8 seed versus Jazz. So... There's that, right? That's not a bad... If the Lakers are the supposedly even at seven seed, the big bad monster that if they get healthy, you don't want to see. The defending champs, you don't want to see. There's that. Now over in the East, your Sixers, sir. Look. Your Sixers will take on the winner of... Assuming they, they take care of either the Wizards or the... Celtics or the Hornets, Charlotte, right? Or the Pacers. Pacers. I think you're fine there. Then you take on the winner of the Hawks and the Knicks, which is going to be that house money. Can't believe we're here so fast. We didn't expect to be here type second round player. And, you know, the Knicks are, I think, present some problems. Yeah. But you don't have to see the Nets or the Bucks until or the Heat the final or the Heat until the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, we lucked out there. That's that's the way you want to go in the East. No Nets, no Bucks, no Heat defending Eastern Conference champions. Getting that one seed was huge. Big time. Good spot. Big time. Well done. I mean, yeah. so if you had to choose two teams, obviously you're going to take a one seed over anything else, but if you could only have one one seed, and You'll you, take that one in the East, won't you? And if there's three teams I did not want to see the Sixers play. It's those three. And you're going to have to three. eventually play one of them, and they'll beat each other up, hopefully, yeah, for your sake. Beat the crap out of each other not for bad. a couple weeks. and then Not bad. You know. Oh, man. I, I'm not even going to let myself get too hyped, though, man. Why? Because I did last year, and look what happened. Dude, I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. It's the pro of having more than one team. And then there's the Knicks fans. They get to sit for a week knowing that they're they're hosting the Hawks. Here we go. That's going to be a fun series. Oh, it's going to be a fun series. Because who was it last week who said, uh, it was Kendrick Perkins, who said the Hawks are the most kind of underrated, under-the-radar team in the playoffs. There you go. Madison Square Garden, Zion's future home. Can we get that going right now, the free Zion campaign? Because... Zion not in the playoffs this year after what he just put up. I mean, he should be an all-NBA player the season he just had. To not have Zion in the playoffs, what a disappointment. Are you basically saying the New Orleans Pelicans are the Los Angeles Angels of the NBA? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. By the way, the LA Angels have the modern-day mantle and now officially Babe Ruth. Yeah. And they can't play above 500. Get them both out of How that. about Otani wrapping one around Pesky's pole Man, yesterday? I called that in the moment as a- right before it happened. And he, Otani. You can see it coming. Shohei the money, Otani. 
is amazing. Tied for the league lead in homers yep. and throws 100 miles an hour. Yep. And is doing both and has been doing both now for two months. The other day. He has not had a trip to the injured list. And he yet. is, right? Not yet. He, even though he, you know, he took. He took one in a, in, a, in a high ankle early on in the season as he's covering home plate. This guy is amazing. He threw 88 pitches the other day, struck out 10, and when he got taken out of the game, went back to the outfield. Like, that's what you did in high school. Like, this kid is amazing. And Brockman, as you know, you and I were big into the card collecting now. I found a deal. I bought six Otani oh rookies gosh, dude. for, a, you know, a little bit of change in I'm already feeling like I got the deal of a lifetime. Yeah, and they're 17 and 22. Those, they're 17 and 22. And now Pujols apparently is going to show up for the Dodgers. I don't understand that one. Oh, I do. It makes sense. But, I mean, at some point, man, are the Angels, they have, they have the modern-day mantle mm-hmm. and the modern-day Ruth. And they're five games under 500. So that's why you're saying free Zion already. I want, huh? I want a free Zion. Okay, man. very I want good. A free Zion. Let's take uh, Susio in Missouri. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Susio? Hey, what's up, boys? What's going on? Susio, what what's up? Nothing. I wanted to uh, come back to uh, about the basketball tournament, the playing game. Yes, sir. I think it's all about viewership. Well, you know, yeah, they're trying to get somebody interested in like not tanking right i mean you know let's be honest if there was no playing game do you think the spurs would have stopped trying you know i mean you already saw teams that were not going to be in the playing game like the the raptors well, what if what if i said mr rich what if i said i want to see the elena hawks go to the nba final I wouldn't blame you, and I appreciate the call, Susio. I, I, I wouldn't blame you at all, you know, because they've, they've got Trey Young. But, you know, the NBA would love the Brooklyn Nets, with all due respect to you, the Sixers right after that maybe, okay? One of those two. Like, if you had if – you, if, if, if there was a hope chest in Adam Silver's <laughs> – life okay a magic eight ball if you will yeah well i mean you can't you can't just you know the magic eight ball will tell you if somebody's going to win that's true you can't just you can't just hope magic eight ball as you know is decisive and final (laughs) so if there was a hope chest in adam silver's life it would be nets or sixers preferably the nets yeah Against the Lakers. And if not the Lakers, Clippers. maybe the Clippers. I'd say probably the Warriors over any. Anyway. Uh, you got Steph. You got Steph, too. <laughs> but Three people times. Are, Suns wouldn't be a bad one, too. I know that they're... But everyone's rooting for the Warriors, at least. Chris Paul is sitting out there. No one's rooting against the Warriors. So at least if you have LeBron in the finals, you got both sides. The people who are hardcore Laker fans rooting for him. Right. And pretty much everyone else rooting against right. him. Yeah. But I know you, 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 you guys are all conspiracy theorists, and I'll lump you all with everybody else. <laughs> Could you imagine Friday night there is going to be an elimination game for LeBron James or Steph Curry, and the free world will be thinking every foul call yeah. 
<laughs> the Lakers He's been directed. And, and the Lakers to, it's been directed game. by Adam Silver. They're going to get sixty like, free throw attempts. Scott Foster is going to be doing the game, <laughs> okay? And the Lakers will go to the line sixty times. Mark my words. That's four. Popovich days will get Popovich will get ejected because it's going to be Spurs Lakers. Yeah, I'll see you in Tokyo, right? Yep, like exactly. he's already oh he's already God. off to the Team USA. He's out. Thinking about the right? wine he's drinking at halftime when he gets ejected yeah. in the second quarter. Because LeBron's shooting his 28th free throw in the first half. <laughs> By the way, did you see Pop showing up? Um, he did, in fact, show Classy up. Classy move. Yeah. I, I, I'm all for that. You know what? Because we were talking about it with Jackie McMullen on yeah. Friday saying the Spurs have a game Saturday. He's not going to maybe be there for the Hall of Fame ceremony in which Tim Duncan went in. I kind of thought he was there. he wouldn't miss that. I know. And he didn't. He's just... You know, by the way, it's just like okay, we got a playing game coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. What you know? I'll this is life moment stuff. Right. I thought Duncan's speech was beautiful. I thought it was terrific. It's just wild seeing Tim Duncan with a gray beard. It really is. I just remember no yeah. tie though. <laughs> I just remember him, you know, in Wake Forest, coming out of Wake Forest. He was the old man then, though. Right. And doing Sports Center highlights. And Duncan is now a gray beard, and he's in the Hall of Fame. And Kevin Garnett, Rudy Tomjanovich is now in, as we know in my world, um, in Ann Arbor. He's an all-time Michigan great as well. Rudy T going in. Seeing Kevin Garnett is now a Hall of Famer. Unreal. But nothing made me just sit back and think about life more than the fact that Kobe Bryant was posthumously inducted into the Hall of Fame. I still just cannot fathom it. And Jordan standing behind Kobe's wife, Vanessa, while she delivered that speech was something else. If you missed it, here's a portion of it. Kobe was on a different level. He never took shortcuts when it came to basketball. He gave this game his all. Kobe played through injury after injury. To name a few, he had IVs administered during halftimes to play through food poisoning and the flu. He played with a broken nose. He had a broken finger and had it snapped back in place just enough to finish the game. He also taught himself how to use his left hand to play the rest of the season while his finger healed. He even swished two free throws with a torn Achilles and walked off the court on his own. Kobe didn't want to disappoint his fans, especially the ones in the 300 sections that saved up to watch him play. The kids with the same excitement he once had. I remember asking him why he couldn't just sit a game out because he was hurting. He said, what about the fans that saved up to watch me play just once? He never forgot about his fans. If he could help it, he would play every minute of every game. He loved you all so much. It was a beautiful speech. It was a beautiful speech from uh, Vanessa Bryant. I just can't believe I number of times I just cannot believe it. 
We'll take a break. Mark Stein of the New York Times will be calling in to discuss this and the rest of all the NBA action that is to come this week and beyond. Your calls at 844-204-RICH as well here on this Monday show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Good to see you, Shaquille O'Neal. How are you, sir? Before we get started. Yes. If I take this home, will I get arrested? The Vince Lombardi trophy? Is this the real one? Or that's the real one. That's a real Vince Lombardi trophy. I don't know if that's the one that's going to be given to the Rams and the Patriots this weekend, but that is a real... You want to, you want to lift it? Well, if I lift it, I want to take it home. No, if you... Well... <laughs> <laughs> then I think we're, then I think we're at uh, a crossroads here. Actually, we're not at a crossroads. <laughs> Let me tell you why. Okay, sure. I'm not a lawyer, but I watch a lot of law shows. Okay. I got about 50 witnesses that seen me hit my head on your set. Oh. So if you just give me this, I'll let bygones be bygones. So, this is, so it's a liability issue yes, for is. me yeah. that turns into an even worse liability issue. I don't want to have to call it the Shaq Eisen show. I know, I know that. Just, just I know like, that. All you got to do is just give me this, and I'll put it next to my own. I'm, this I'm, is beautiful. I'm doing the math in my head as to how much you'd be suing me for personal liability as to how much this trophy costs, which I've been told is around $22,000. Well, I'll be suing you for $23,000. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to lift it? No, I don't want to touch it. Okay, you sure you don't want to touch that? Bad luck. Bad luck for you or for... No, to touch the trophy when you are in it. I like 
that. Yeah, my father used to always. Are you, you know, serious? He always used to, because you know, like when you're a kid, you get the trophy from a local local trophy shop. Sure. He'd be like, if you listen to me, guys, you get this. You want to touch it? Don't touch it. It's bad luck. You gotta earn it. Right. So, so that's you, why. That, that's why. Like, you know, how like in the NBA, when you win the Eastern Conference or Western Conference, they give you those little trophies. Yeah. I never touched it. Never. I never touched it, and I never celebrated. I, I remember Phil did that too, right? Didn't yeah. you like when you guys won the Western Conference Finals yeah. of one of the many times you did? Yeah, I never touched. It. I never, never looked at it. Never celebrated. This is beautiful, though. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful trophy. Yeah. Do you do you get a replica? Because you know NFL players can get like a mini replica of this. Do I you got get, I got four replicas of the Larry O'Brien trophy, and I gave them to my father because growing up he used to always take my trophies mm-hmm. and let me celebrate it one or two days, and then he put them away. So finally, I got enough courage to ask him why he did that, and he said he never wanted me to be satisfied. So after he passed away, I went and retrieved all my trophies from, from Little League, high school, college, and I put it in a room in my house and I dedicated them. So now, like, if you go, you, you you get to see, like, all my trophies. But I would win it. I'd celebrate it one, two days, and I'd, you know, me and him would have dinner, and he would say, thank you very much. And he'd put it there. <laughs> and I'd come back, like, the next week, hey, Dad, let's go to dinner. Like, where's the trophy? I don't know. Go get another one. <laughs> that was the thing. And then you did. Yeah. And then you yeah. would. Then you would. And I love Shaquille O'Neal. That was fun at our Super Bowl coverage in Atlanta back in the day. We are back here on the Rich Eisen Show on Peacock, this radio station, terrestrial or satellite. Uh, We talked with Mike Breen last week, um, the uh, Kurt Gowdy Award winner at the Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, Also, our friend Mike Wilbon received that award this Mm -hmm. weekend as well. The man who took it home in 2019 from the New York Times, Mark Stein, here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Mark? Still don't believe it till somebody says it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, right? Hall of Famer Mark Stein of the New York Times. How about that for a resume line? What was this weekend like, Mark, watching uh, everything that went down at the Naismith Hall of Fame? I think I was like everybody. I was a puddle. Um, I was really looking forward to this class uh, selfishly really shouldn't try to make it about me but with this group it's hard not to because I basically started right before Garnett, Kobe and Duncan all started so I covered their whole careers and uh, I covered Kevin Garnett's first exhibition game I was a Laker beat writer when Kobe came to the Lakers and he was the first guy that I was ever 10 years older than. I was 27, and he was 17 when he got there. And then I moved to Texas the year the Spurs got Duncan. So, uh, obviously, uh, you know, the Co- you know with Kobe, it's, it, it, was, it was going to be momentous, but also really difficult. And, you know, I'm, I'm just like everybody else, just watched Vanessa Bryant with absolute admiration, astonishment, amazement, just a tower of strength. No idea how she how she pulled that off, honestly. She was she was incredible as everybody I think everybody came away saying the same thing. And you know, and I was really curious also to see what Duncan would be like up there because he he was so guarded and never let us in. And that was a, a very emotional speech and you know they they had the camera on pop but you know, a couple seats over from Pop, they you know, I don't know if people picked up on it, but R. C. Buford, the architect of all those Spurs championship teams, was 
you know, wiping his eyes in tears. I mean, it was it was it was a very very moving night with you know it was somber too. It was just it was just a, just an induction ceremony unlike we've really probably ever seen. Yeah, I know, Mark. I was saying before you you called in that I I still cannot believe you know that Kobe's not here. That it was posthumous and Jordan standing there in that silver and black um, suit um, looked like a tuxedo in a way behind Vanessa Bryant, his widow uh, in Laker purple standing there. And as you said, you know, can't believe how she's gotten through it. That's you could basically say that, you know, pretty much every day of the year um, since the day Kobe and her daughter went down in that helicopter with so many other young people i i i I still cannot believe it mark truly yes Stephen curry said the same thing the other day too it's just you know i think fans us as observers their peers you know people close you know no one can you know it's been 16 months but it it just it just doesn't seem possible in a lot of ways you know he he seemed indestructible. I mean, it was part of his on-court image, you know, I mean, I, you know, I've told the story before and, you know, maybe you guys have already heard it, but, you know, Gary Meadey has told this story often about, you know, when Kobe tore his Achilles and, you know, when Vitti got to the court and told Kobe, I mean, I'm, you know, Gary Vitti had done that job for a zillion years. He knew, he knew what it was. And Kobe said, can you tape it? <laughs> no, Kobe, you can't tape it. You can't tape a torn Achilles. That was his, you know, he he played through every injury possible. That was the only one he couldn't. And, uh, you know, so I think that just kind of feeds into the image that we have that, that you know, nothing could stop him. Mark Stein here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, the 2019 Kurt Gowdy Award Media Award winner and uh, New York Times reporter right here on the Rich Eisen Show. What is the sense going into this week about the play-in tournament, Mark? Because... You know, I I understand Wednesday night is going to be a tremendous contest. I will definitely have my popcorn ready for Steph um, and the Lakers, Warriors and Lakers. But that means the loser is actually going to have to play a game Friday night with their season on the line. And I know that that might be fan interest, but the rest of the league is sitting around and waiting to start the playoffs. So the Grizzlies, Spurs, Pacers, Hornets, only one team above 500 is a shot to play in and one of the best players in the league is certainly in terms of fan interest might is definitely going to have their season on the line Friday night what, what, what do you what do you think now that we not know the names and players that are involved in this tournament that it's going down with the NBA Mark I love it I think it's been a huge boost to what was a tremendously difficult and oftentimes dispiriting season to me it was the best part of a really tough season now, you've been in the network game longer than me, and I'm sure you probably know some of these network bigwigs who, if the Lakers or Warriors exit in the playing round and don't even make their playoffs, yes, some, some, some TV people and some league, league office people are going to be shaken by that, no question. But these are weird circumstances with the Lakers. The Lakers are only in seventh because LeBron and AD missed, you know, 40 games combined or whatever, you know, 50, whatever the number was. I mean, you know, injury injuries obviously change the trajectory of their season. But the net positive of the play-in, look, the NBA and really all North American sports suffer from this. There are too many games that are meaningless. 
And, uh, you know, yes, I'm an international soccer fan, but, you know, promotion and relegation is fantastic. It makes almost every game matter. It's very rare in in soccer leagues abroad that games are meaningless because they have promotion and relegation. Well, the play-in tournament really brought some elements of that into the NBA. And you saw games matter really all the way up until the end. Tanking is not gone. Obviously, anyone who's seen what's gone on with the Thunder know they've been playing for draft position for weeks now. But, but for the most part, games mattered more in this regular season than they, than they ever have because there's a desperation now to get up to six and not fall to number seven and not be dragged into this play-in thing. And it just it makes the regular season so much better and the NBA probably needs that more than any other sport because of load management so often. Mm. Ours aren't playing, and that really turns people off. So, yes, if the Lakers or Warriors, if, you know, if they lose early, okay, that's going to be some level of a ratings catastrophe. But to me, I, I don't see how you look at this and not say it has improved the regular season dramatically and then you know the playoffs begin after that writ large as we're as we're used to it and uh so even if say some of those series start slowly because a team that did um come at the end of the regular season on fire starts out slowly because they sat around for a week potentially even though that might not be the exact reason or cause this play-in is here to stay you think this is this is not a one and done regardless of what does happen with the results we've already seen enough of a result of not uh tanking despite some small amounts that this is here to stay mark stein it's got to be voted in and so look depending on what happens you know will there be maybe a little bit of opposition to it i suppose some i mean it was a un- it was unanimously approved coming into this season maybe it won't be unanimous but yes i do think it's going to get voted in because you know, look, Lakers-Warriors is going to be a rating bonanza, and whoever loses that game has to play one more game, and that second game will literally be a one-and-done NCAA tournament-style game. Those games are going to bring good ratings. It's going to be some semblance of a revenue infusion for the league. And I think most teams, they, they love the idea of getting that week off. Yes, there's, you know, there, there's always the rest versus rust debate Mm -hmm. that always happens when a team has a week off and then has to play a playoff game. And we see that sometimes in later rounds when a team finishes a season early. But, like, look at the Nets. The Nets traded for James Harden in January with no training camp. They now get to replicate a little bit. You know, they get to have a mini camp for the next five, six days. They're not practicing today, but they're going to have a decent week of practices, which they really haven't had because nobody practiced this season. So... Again, I just, I just think many more positives. It's not flawless. It is not eradicated tanking completely. But we talked a lot more about the seedings and the races than we did about tanking at the end of the regular season. And nothing was decided, really, until the last day. So, I mean, to me, those, those are huge positives. For, yeah, the regular season, it used to just be all we talked about was MVP. That was it. That was all the regular season was good for. 82 right. games of MVP talk and satisfying regional TV contracts. And I think the last month of this season, after a really rocky start and all the postponements and all the COVID stuff, the last month of the season was was pretty dang good. Mark Stein, New York Times, NBA columnist as well, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 
So what's the story we're not talking about going into uh, the playoffs? What what intrigues you? What fascinates you about certainly the 12 teams that we know are making it so far? What do you got for me on that? Well, we're, you know, we're focused on the play-in now, but that, that focus will swiftly shift to Brooklyn. Now, the Lakers, you know, the Lakers are seated seventh, and they've got two, you know, they, which means they have two home games to win one. They're going to win at least one. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're going to be the scariest number season, number seven seed ever. And people are going to pick, and I will pick them to, to beat Phoenix too. Um, so I, I think I think my interest will shift really more to how scary does Brooklyn look? And last night, I'm sure you guys have seen the the highlights of you know doing a Globetrotters routine. Yes, like uh, Blake Griffin to Mike James off the board to KD. I mean, it was ridiculous. They're they're frightening, but honestly, Milwaukee fascinates me because Miami wanted them. Miami happily slid to six, and you know M- Milwaukee has they brought in Drew Holiday. They have a very expensive three man core now: Giannis, Drew Holiday, Middleton. They've got zillions. They got rich eyes and money invested in these nice. three guys. Nice, and they've got to get through Miami, probably the Nets, and probably Philly. Just to get, just to get to the finals, just to get to whoever wins the West. That is, that is not going to be a fun ride for the for the Milwaukee Bucks. Mark, I respect you and your reporting skills, but I'm glad you're not a financial reporter, Mark. <laughs> you, I'd have to ask you to check your sources on what you just said. Yeah, math, but, math is not my strong suit. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, stay away from Paul Krugman. Basically, what I'm saying inside your building. That's basically what I'm saying. Um, so uh, let's talk about what you just said about the Lakers. Why, I mean, if LeBron says he's never going to be 100% again and, you know, um, Los Angeles hasn't had a, a, a several – it's been a long time since they were all healthy and ready to go. And what makes you think LeBron's back and now they'll get through one of these two games, they'll win one of these at home and 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 take out the Suns? What, what, what makes you say that? Because I just – look, I'm, I'm a, I, I have all the same questions and concerns you do. We – you know, we – we, those guys have not been able to stay healthy. And, you know, I wrote this in early April, and people thought I was an alien then. And I said it then. This, you know, people, it is a huge mistake to think AD and LeBron come back and it's just very linear and the Lakers are back to where they were. The injuries AD and LeBron suffered are so severe that you do fear recurrence. And even last night, LeBron had a tweet that had everybody unnerved late in that game when not really clear why he was even in the game. But, but the reality is, even saying all that, with all the skepticism, you, I mean, are, are you going to pick the Phoenix Suns with no playoff experience as great as they were in this regular season? And Chris Paul's an MVP candidate now. But beyond Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, they have no playoff experience on that team. Are you going to pick them to beat the Lakers? I mean, I, I think... We've all, you know, who do the, you know, anyone who's a pundit and does predictions for a living, like you, you just know in the NBA, picking against LeBron James is, is not a not a wise idea. So I don't know that he's going to be fine. I certainly think they're going to have enough to get through a play-in game. But, you know, are there going to be setbacks in the playoffs for AD and LeBron health-wise? There certainly could be. But even fearing that, I'm still against against Phoenix. I will still 
I guess I don't. I guess I'm soft. I don't have the guts to pick against pick against the Lakers. And how about here in LA? What if playoff P does in fact show up, and the Kawhi that you know for some reason did not show up in the bubble, up three one, uh, that guy that we saw in the in the playoffs in his previous seasons before joining the Clippers. What if they show up? They're a four seed. They're just like nobody's talking about them. Literally nobody appears to be talking about the Clippers because of that bright, shiny object that's their co-tenant here in Los Angeles. What do you think about them? I'm just wondering well, who's under the radar. we did talk about them this weekend, and the talk was, did you notice how the Clippers found a way to lose to Houston and OKC back-to-back? <laughs> they wanted that four seed. They want to avoid the Lakers. Is that what you're saying? completely out of the Lakers' bracket until the conference finals. And, you know, Jared Dudley said it post-game last night. I think he's exactly right. It, you know, teams should want the Lakers earlier than later. If you've got to play, if the Lakers are in the conference finals, by then they've got a head of steam and they're a bigger problem. I agree with him. But look, the Clippers are better. And it's funny because Rondo made so little impact in Atlanta. The Hawks signed him to a two-year, $15 million deal. He really did nothing in Atlanta. But I would say respect within the Lakers for Rondo is such that they think just his presence is going to make them a tougher, better team, and you know we know all about playoff Rondo and how much better he is in the postseason. So, I'll actually be watching that series because I live in Dallas, and the Clippers, you know, got their way. They they maneuvered their way to number four. They'll play Dallas again, so that's actually a series that I'll be watching closely. But you're right. I mean, nobody, nobody after last season, nobody really expects anything. I mean, the Clippers are gonna the Clippers are a prove it to us team, just like Milwaukee. Nobody's gonna go out on a limb picking the Clippers until they show us that they've learned lessons from what happened in the bubble. Before I let you go, Mark Stein, um, I will ask you the question that you said was the, used to be the only thing that was discussed over an 82-game arc of a regular season, and that is who is the MVP? Who is your most valuable player of 2020-2021? I am not an official voter, and I, so I have the my ballots were due either last night or this morning, so okay. I did not turn in an official ballot. I'm actually doing it tomorrow in my weekly newsletter, so mm-hmm. I'm going to arrive at my final decision at some point tonight. I have to say I've been a Jokic guy for a long time, but what Stephen Curry did mm-hmm. has, me, has me thinking. Has me, I, I, you know, there, the case for Steph is what he did, you know, winning a scoring title at, his, at, his, at this stage in his career. Yep. Only Jordan has done it at this stage in his career, and the Warriors, if you extrapolate it over 82 games, they're only a 44-win team, and Westbrook is the only MVP we've seen in this league since Moses. You know, he was the first since Moses in 81-82 to come from a non-50-win team, but that Thunder team won 47, and and Russ averaged a triple-double, so they were in the neighborhood of 50. The Warriors were not close to 50 wins, but I'm telling you, I mean, you, you've seen, you know, LeBron said it, John Morant said it, the, the player chat. I think if the players vote for MVP, they will vote for Steph. And Jokic had an incredible season in Denver and kept that team together after Jamal Murray. To me, it's one or the other. And you know what? The, the problem with MVP, the problem with all the awards this year, but MVP, MVP is so deep. There are five spots on the ballot, and someone like Luka, who averaged, you know, what, 28, 8, and 8, I don't think he can get a top five spot. I mean, that's how competitive it is with 
Chris Paul and Embiid and Jokic and Steph and Giannis. And, you know, Julius Randle will, right. will be in the top five on some ballots. I mean, it's a, it is a, there are a long list of candidates, but I'm, I'm Jokic or Steph, and I'm figuring it out tonight. That's my best answer. Well, in terms of Steph, I mean, if you're going to say with Jokic, he kept the team together um, without Jamal Murray. I mean, Steph knew coming into the season that Clay Thompson wasn't there. And, you know, I, 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 would, I would vote for, for Steph as well. I guess my, my parting question for you is how dangerous are the Warriors? What do you think? What do you think about them? Because, you know, Draymond essentially this week, you know, even though uh, Steph did pay homage to Baron Davis in the We Believe Warriors, you know, Draymond last week didn't want to hear that because they have Steph freaking Curry to clean it up, what he had to say, and that they're not We Believe 2.0, that they're they're champions. They they, they have a championship pedigree for good reason. Uh, how yeah, dangerous you know do you think and, this and team is? Their role players are coming around. They have picked it up early. I mean, they finished the season with a six-game winning streak, so I— Look, Utah is another one of those teams that nobody talks about. Right. They had a dominant regular season. And I do I, – look, the Lakers I, – I think the Lakers beat the Warriors in the first playing game, but I'm picking the Warriors against Memphis or San Antonio, whoever they've got to beat to get in. And you're right. Utah does not want to see – you don't want to see Steph, <laughs> Stephen Curry in a seven-game series. They, they will you – know, there's already a lot of pressure on Utah – to live up to what they did in the regular season, and people don't regard them as a legitimate title threat. So there, there's already pressure on that team, and it won't be fun for them to have to deal with with Stephen Curry. But I mean, the Jazz are a great defensive team. They got a lot of shooters that they should not be losing a series to the Golden State Warriors. But can can Steph make their life miserable? Take that thing six or seven, and and get people in Salt Lake City very nervous. Yes. Can. Mark, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Look for my call during the playoffs. I w- I'd love to continue this to be continued, if you will, um, with uh, with games being played. Thanks again. All right. Appreciate Thank your insight. All good. Good to talk to you. You bet. That's Mark Stein at the Stein Line on Twitter. I follow him. You should too. At the Stein Line on Twitter and Instagram. Some incredible insight. Steph's my guy. Look out, Jazz. Look out. Donovan Mitchell and LeBron, how they're going to look and be ready for the playoffs. Two injuries, right? Am I missing any other injuries of players coming back, right? Oladipo's not going to be available yeah, for the Heat, right? Mm. Um, who else am I missing? Is there anybody else that's injured? Obviously, Jalen Brown's not walking through that door, unfortunately, for He's you. I'm assuming Donovan Mitchell's going to be back to as close to full strength. And then there's LeBron. Everybody thinks he's just going to come back and here come the Lakers. Yeah. I don't know, dude. That's a higher register for me. I don't either. Yeah. It's, I think in the same way That's that you, a don't, higher register. you don't bet against Tom Brady, you don't bet against LeBron. By the way, there is Tom Brady news out of Tampa. We'll hit that when we come back right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show and your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. And that Tom Brady news, wait till you hear it. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores, or... 
your partners. Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta, and then you will confirm. Okay, let's okay. do it. First uh, fact, is true. During my rookie season with the Chicago Bulls, I applied for a job at Circuit City. True meta or fake meta? I've heard this story. I believe that's true. Mike? I'm going with him. True. A true story? That's a true story. That's a true story. Did you get the job at Circuit City? I, I, I did get the job. I got wow. the job. I got my discount. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Okay. And I needed a job. <laughs> Next fact. I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive nights. <laughs> oh. True meta? No or way. Fake? No way. No way. Is it fake meta? That is 100% true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I knew it was 37 album, weeks, man. but I wouldn't guess. All right, next one. Right That's before his comeback with the Wizards, I broke uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it, I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta? I think that's true. I'm saying true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I love Michael Jordan. My, one of my, well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? It was on accident. It was a summertime okay, pickup game, and it was an intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada, entitled Lovable Badass. Uh, f- uh, false. True. That's true. Damn, we have a tie! <laughs> I was surprised, man. I couldn't believe it. It was a really good show. Lovable badass. <laughs> they just said, hey, we want to honor you. I'm like, for what? You know? And they just had all this art of but, me. All right, last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> True meta or fake meta? <laughs> Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. That's I get true. I get That's true. That. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. It was fun. <laughs> what city? You know, you, in, uh, Westwood. <laughs> Westwood? <laughs> Westwood. In UCLA? Yeah. yeah, they pulled me over. And, um, <laughs> I mean. But it was street legal. That so, is fantastic. So it was street legal. It was, it was just legal. that you had an expired registration was the issue. The, what happened was the officer was like, what is this? That's why they pulled me over. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they couldn't say I had my license. I had, it was I had an everything. IndyCar? It was IndyCar, yeah. But it, you know, you you're young and you dumb. How did you fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. <laughs> I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toes. <laughs> I would call it. <laughs> it was tough. <laughs> 
Good stuff with Meta. Back in the day, real Meta or fake Meta? Well done. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go to Allen in California. has been holding on for a very long time. What's up, Allen? Hey, Rich. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for holding on for as long. It certainly sounds like you're on a, in a car. Long time? Long no. Time? Okay. No, no, no. Not at all. Uh, hey, go. I got a question for you. Yes, sir. So the NFL Hall of Fame yes. is a career honor, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so I have a problem with everybody sort of dissing uh, Julian Edelman's career stats. His you regular, know, he, his regular. Hold on a second before you you uh, give you the floor. His regular season career stats is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His All regular right. season career stats. All right. Very good. He's a seventh round draft pick who was brought into the Patriots as a special teamer for the first four years of his career. Yes. Yet people blanket his career stats as if he was a wide receiver the entire time. He wasn't. His first four seasons as a special teamer, he scored four special team touchdowns and was a a dominant kick returner, not to mention the fact that he played a chunk of the season on defense and had a defensive touchdown. Then you take it and you look at his actual seasons as a starter where he actually averaged 88 receptions, 965 yards, and five and a half touchdowns per season from 2013 through 2019, missing the 17th season due to an injury. His regular season stats average out to be a very, very, very good NFL receiver, and then he picked up a seat, picked it up in the playoffs, where you know the three Super Bowls he actually started in, they won. So if it's a career statistic, if it's a career honor, why do we blow off and try to section it up into different sections? Alan, everybody from California. Alan, your checks in the mail. Alan Edelman, is that your yeah. last name, Alan? Are you cousin Alan? Is no. that what you? Okay. Is this no, really Jules? <laughs> I'm in, I'm no, in that's LA, not. Man. Hey, look, no, 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 no. It, it's it. It makes a lot of sense what you just said. It makes a lot of sense, and there will be people in in a room at some point five years from now starting to pound the table for Julian Edelman, and 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 Chris Brockman, as you know, has been on record saying he's playing a long game. Playing a long game. I guess you'll you'll join him in this long game that at some point Jules is going to have his. He's, I'm not saying he's a first ballot Hall of Famer here. No. I'm saying 20 years. Look, it took Jerry Kramer how many decades to get in. So when you look at him and, and all these comparisons to other wide receivers like Torrey Holt and Heinz Ward, these guys are all third and fourth round picks who played their entire career well, as starters. Yeah, no, they look, never, hold on. They hold never touch. They never touch the field as a as a you know special teamer or defensive. No, player. I know that, but they also have longevity at the position that that you know Edelman did not have. And your point is is that you know might have been opportunity, and obviously, you know the system in which he was playing. You know you you. And that's yeah. the problem. Now, you know, I, I, I don't want to have you come across as denigrating Tory Holt or Not at all. Heinz Not at all. Ward's I think, worthiness. I think, but, I think Heinz Ward should be in. Yeah, and Tory Holt, too. Tory Holt, Tory Holt's deserving of a jacket, too, man. You speak, Absolutely. To, you speak to anybody on those greatest show on turf teams. Speak yeah. to Marshall. Speak to Kurt. Isaac Bruce. They're all in. And Last time I checked, they make more than one jacket. That's true. Thanks for the call. Alan, California, everybody. Thanks for holding on as long as you Yeah, did. that's kind of my point, too. It's a long game with Edelman, but he doesn't get in ahead of those guys. Like no. Heinz Ward and Torrey Holt should be in. Heinz well, Ward, so. don't forget, was sharing the backfield with Terrell Davis 
in yeah. Georgia. I mean, yeah. so you want to talk about self-made, too. And I think those guys do get in at some point. Interesting. So if you remove his first few years and start using just averages of when he was a full-time wide receiver, the numbers are great. But 2013 through 2019 with one season missed, when you're going up against people like Torrey Holt and Heinz Ward, is a right. problem. And, and eventually he can know, get in. I mean, Terrell Davis. Exactly. Had a you mentioned Terrell Davis. You mentioned Terrell Davis. Uh, you know what you do at your peak. Yeah. Jules up there. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Tom Brady, speaking of Julian Edelman. News out of Tampa. Derek Jeter has sold the house that Brady and Giselle have been renting. Oh. Since going down to Tampa. Oh. We were just talking we about that. We were just talking about that. According to the Tampa Bay Times, the house that Brady and Giselle have been renting since Tom left. Man, that thing is amazing. Has yeah, it, been it's sold. pretty nice. Jeter's like out. $22.5 million has been sold for, according to the Tampa Bay Times. We could they sell it to Tom? And the, the buyer has not been Ooh. named. Oh. The buyer is unknown. Interesting. Don't know if Tom's like not. But, but according to the Tampa Bay Times, um, Brady and Giselle were accommodating, did not turn down any requests to get the property, quote unquote, show ready for the prospective buyer. Show ready. So could you imagine you're what? strolling throughout? First of all, could you imagine saying, okay, I'll look at something worth $22.5 million. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean. No, I take a look at this. No. imagine. By the way, that was under asking. According, that's a bargain. Yeah, that's under asking. The to- yeah. home had been listed for $29 million. Yeah. That's under value. Yeah. So, mm. you know, Jeter knows how to get out of the way of, you know, uh, a bad situation. You walk in and Brady's got the little Lombardi trophies, like, lined up. Yeah, on were all the, the trophies on like display? Little, uh, Lombardi trophies. I don't know. I don't know where he keeps them all. I imagine he's got other houses in which this stuff that he's not renting, there, I'm sure he owns other property elsewhere. Well, the latest one, though, number seven's got to be at the Maybe, house. maybe yeah. that's part of the rental. Yeah. Maybe it was just sitting there right in the middle. Like That's show in. ready. That's you know, show I'll show ready. you show ready, Jeets. Put the Lombardi trophy in the entrance. Walk in and there's Brady with an assist. In. Yeah, we'll get you show ready. Nice. You know what I mean? Do people just ring the bell? Brady just answers the door. I'm just curious to see the property. Well, they, they walked in the right house. Remember Tom walked, uh, in, the right. walked in the wrong house? walked in the wrong house. That's where he got started. Got the first 22.5 bucks. That, that's unfathomable. It's got a nice spot to park a couple boats too. So I know I saw there. that. Yeah, right, exactly. Nice. We could stay yeah. there. So, yeah, but yeah. hey, man, Brady and Giselle got to find a new spot in Tampa. If you're one of those types of people, like you want to run it back, can he delay the move in until like next February just to keep everything the way it is? That's true. Good point. You know. Yeah, if he's superstitious, I wouldn't want to change Look, anything. No, I don't want to move. So, or you actually spend twenty two and a half million dollars just to stay. I mean, that's jump change for right. those guys. Maybe that's the way to make, keep it show ready. <laughs> that's a couple pictures for Giselle. We're good. That's your Tom Brady news. And I apologize <laughs> to anybody who stuck through the commercial break thinking it was big football news. That's the way it goes. Still right, here on right, Peacock. So I was ready up, for um, you to say Edelman was coming back or something. Oh, that's happening. This, now, this is just a quick Google search of uh, what celebrities... Did you Zillow this thing? What celebrities live in Tampa? No, I'm trying to see who who else's house Tom Brady could rent. Vital? Now, remember, it's got to be on the water because he's got the boats. Wade Boggs. Boggs. Uh, Martina Navratilova lives in Tampa. Does the, does chicken come with the house? 
With Wade? Stephen King. (laughs) Nice. Thank you. Stephen King and John Travolta live in Tampa. Travolta's got a crazy runway for his plane. Hold on a second. Stop, stop, stop. And Dick Vitale. So... How do you know about Travolta's situation? Because he flies, and he—if it's the house I'm thinking of—he has more than one house. But he's got like a house with a runway and everything. House with a plane, runway, and he can actually pull one of the jets right in under a cover to go right in the house. I mean, how cool is that? It's like a bat cave. Yeah, he did. He has like a 737. Like yeah, his and own, he has right? like his own. Yeah, and well, it goes under one. the house. It literally no, it doesn't go under. It just pulls underneath like an awning, and he can get right out and walk right in the house. I mean, come on, you want to talk about? That's rolling. I'm in. I would do that if I won the lottery. Is that right? That 480 or with a 490, I'd have that in a You'd second. You'd become a pilot? Yeah. Is that what you're I'd saying? I'd pilot my oh, own okay. jet. I'd take it. 55. I don't know if Air I want to Tufo. I don't know if I want to get on Air Delta. I don't want to get on Air Delta. The last tin can no, I want to get no, on, Stay in the water. I'm good on the water. In the air. Air Del Tufo. Air no. Del Tufo. Because he's flying and he, here comes a crosswind and he's just... Fill in your ear with a bunch of stuff. Okay, guess what I did yesterday? <laughs> the eyes on the road, man. One if by land, two if by sea. Give me the two. I'm going by sea. Yes. Air Del Tufo <laughs> is not what I'm looking for. No, I don't want to. But honestly, you know, there's a lot of championship caliber players who are very superstitious. They just want to run it back. The Bucks are running move. it back. Now he's got to move. You can't move. Moving, as you know, Rich, pain in the ass. <laughs> Even for them. Even for them. Yes, I do know. Yes, yes. I do know. I mean, I just moved in, earlier it's, this year. It sucks. I'm never moving again. I'm done. <laughs> I seriously. The condo Redondo is mine. Well, I mean, I'm done. <laughs> nope. It sucks. Moving is up there is one of the worst things. Yeah, Mike Del Tufo's never moving. And Asking you, someone to move, help you move is even well, worse. I mean, that's, that's like, like the that's worst. the Seinfeld thing. That's, that's yeah, Keith Airport, Hernandez right there. LAX or moving. By the way, guess who has no worries when it comes time to move? Tom Brady. He's not lifting a finger. He's not doing That's anything. That's true. Good point. point. That's true. Come on. Good point. Good point. Certainly since he uses the rest of the quarterback room to do that for him, right? <laughs> yeah, right. That's the service. That's the concierge <laughs> service. <laughs> <laughs>